0: Mm -hmm.
1: What is the Xbox Expansion Pass? (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, hello. Greetings. I am 343 Guilty Spark, monitor of Installation 04. Greetings to all of you reclaimers here on Xbox Expansion Pass.
2: (laughs) Xbox Expansion
1: Welcome, one, welcome all to episode 115 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, January 15th, 2022. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost. In this episode, we welcome Dr. Mo, host of the Backlog Chronicles, to the show to discuss the latest gaming news, including the discontinuation of the Xbox One models, the impressive sales numbers of the Xbox Series S and X, and the latest AAA title to miss its release date. Enjoy. Yet another week of gaming is upon us and behind us. Welcome to XEP, discussing all things in the gamerverse as they pertain to the Xbox ecosystem, and as I am to do each and every week. I start, like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made my gaming week better. And this week, the words of kindness head straight to my guest, a man whose uh, DMs I'm in rather often of late, uh, the host of The Backlog Chronicles, Dr. Mo. How are you, sir? How you doing, man? Good to be here. Good to be here with you. I'm How about s- you, man? How are you doing? I'm ecstatic. I, I am chuckling because we're part of this great season gaming kind of group chat thing where I'm laughing with you every single week. And each week that chat just, it makes like, I look forward to reading it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> so it occurred to me as I was reading it, I've not had you on XEP that blew my mind. So I need you to, to let the listeners know. I'm sure there's some overlap of course, but let anyone that's unfamiliar with the backlog Chronicles and who you are, let them know where to find you and yeah. what it is you do with your content. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, My name is Mo. Uh, We have a podcast. It's
3: a gaming podcast called The Backlog Chronicles. We do not chronicle any of our backlog because we're terrible people. Um, We are usually live on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. EST uh, on YouTube. And yeah, man, it's just uh, four of us very close friends. We just kind of, you know, just... Talk video games, talk what's going on in uh, the gaming week. And, you know, we keep it casual. We keep it friendly. You know, it's just natural conversation, man. You know, it's like one of the things we pride ourselves on is just, you know, people telling us, joining us and telling us like this is this is like a conversation I'm having with my friends, you know, and that's really what we set out to do. So, yeah, man, I uh, I love it. I love doing it.
1: It's literally that, and and I love watching you guys because it's just buddies (laughs) hanging out. Like Machine Gun Mike is my spirit animal when he's he's chatting about like superhero games and such. Yeah, Uh, Jordan's obnoxiously good looking. K Med (laughs) brings reason. It's it's fun, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, we have uh, we have a good group of uh, characters on the show, man. Everyone has their uh, everyone brings a different strength, so it's it's cool, man. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Thanks yeah, for I, always being – I know you're always with us too on Sundays, man. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And shout out to Nick Downey. He was on the last yeah, – Yes, I mean, he was. Yeah, 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 he so. was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. One of my favorite shows. Glad I could get you on here. Um, mm-hmm. We had Jeff Grubb on last week, and that was a good old time. And the gaming news has not stopped. And so that's been a blessing for content creators for sure. Absolutely, man. For sure. Gaming news stops the uh... – Makes our job a little bit harder. so <laughs> Big time. Big time. Well, before we get too far into the actual news of the week, I want to do a quick bit of housekeeping uh, and let any listener know that I'm currently doing a giveaway for a game of your choice from February, whether it is on PlayStation, Switch, or Xbox, of course, PC as well. Uh, all you need to do is DM me or respond to the Twitter thread that's making the rounds. Uh, your review, five-star review from Spotify, because Spotify does reviews right now and gotta say man i started this contest i was at like 12 reviews on spotify kicked up i'm at 26 right now
3: i'm loving it that is awesome man that's great that's that's great that's uh yeah yeah, i never really put um i didn't really start paying attention to the whole uh reviews thing until you and joe really started bringing it up um Mm -hmm. you know because we've been on well i mean we've been on itunes and spotify for like the past what year and a half at least and uh Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never really paid attention. You know I mean? We have like what, four reviews I think on iTunes and I know most people don't, but I, I see why I think like the higher you're rated, the, the, the higher it pushes it up the algorithm I'm assuming. Right. right? Like if somebody, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. I should try that. I should yeah. definitely do
1: <laughs> And I'll tell you like in my, my personal thing, Joe was the one from the trophy room was the one that made me realize how important it is. And as a guy who's, I mean, I, I did the numbers the other day. You are my 65th guest. On XCP. Mm-hmm. and this is the 114th episode. So, like, I'm often out there trying to recruit people and whatnot, but it's me every time. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's that's the challenge of trying to do a, a solo show in an sure. Xbox space where you've got, you know, Defining Duke and Podcast Unlocked and XCast yeah. and all these mm-hmm. major players there. So it's cool to kind of try and make my way up that list for sure. And then mm-hmm. reviews do help. That is a real thing. Reviews and likes and subscribes those make a difference in the algorithm world, which you know. That's that's the difference between doing a solo show and then getting to just hang out with your buddies every episode. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, absolutely, so. man. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That's cool. Well, well, look, man. Gaming news happened this week. I'm I'm actually really happy with, with what's going on because it gives us plenty of talking points. First and foremost, we've got a read on where the Xbox Series S and X are ranking in unit sales which is not something that xbox releases however comments that phil spencer made uh, to the new york times in an interview suggest that the supply chain is as big as it's ever been which surprised Mm -hmm. me that supply is more than they've had an xbox one 360 and uh the original xbox despite the fact that demand is such that they're sold out constantly Mm -hmm. and he went on to say quote that it's the demand that is exceeding supply. At this point, we've sold more of this generation of Xboxes, the series S and X, than we have of any other previous version of Xboxes, end quote. Mo, that means this thing is selling faster than the Xbox 360. And that's wild to me.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Um, only thing is, look, I, 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 look at this. um, I like the way that he's saying it, you know, because, you know, the, these guys don't really care about which console you buy, right? Like I mean, as far as they're concerned, if you have the Series S or the Series X, you have an Xbox in your house. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I mean, yeah. so whereas like, you know, with with Sony's side for instance, like yeah, there's a digital version and there's a disc version, but it's essentially the same console, same specs, just disc and no disc, you know? So mm-hmm. it's smart the way that they decided to do this, you know, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh we've been saying this from the beginning um with With the three hundred dollar and the five hundred dollar model that they went with, because, dude, like, yeah, because at the end of the day, you're accessing their content, whether you want to pay for more power or whether you just want to drop three hundred bucks, you know. I mean, at the end, they don't care. You have an Xbox in your house, and uh, the 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 easy, you know, the 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 easy uh, entry model, the three hundred dollars, you know, like, I mean, which really won't hurt many people. You know, in terms of uh, just an entry to the Xbox ecosystem, it's just it's worked out wonders for them. I, I would love to see the breakdown between the Series X and the Series S, because I know that uh, the Series S is more readily available. Like, I mean, I always see pictures of like the Series S available on 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 shelves in like Costco or Target mm-hmm. or whatever it is, Right. because the Series X is going to it's never ever. You're not going to see it on shelves.
1: You're just not. Well- so there's two, two things that come to mind there. First, we have on good authority that uh, the Series S costs half the amount of silicon in order mm-hmm. to, to be made mm-hmm. compared to the Xbox Series X, uh, which is impressive. Second yes. of all, it's, it's easier to ship because, of course, it's smaller. And mm-hmm. Phil Spencer put a comment out specifically about that. He said, quote, uh, we can actually build more of the Series S chips in the same die space as we can the Series X. That's a key reason why we're seeing Study Series X S stock alongside mm-hmm. uh, their decision to discontinue and the Xbox One. So that's right. that's impressive as well. That
3: it is, man. It really is. And to be honest, you you touched on it initially when you led into this segment. The fact that it's outselling the 360 at this point is just remarkable. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it's a uh, it's a good it's a very very good uh, litmus test for how well the brand is doing in general and how well they've rebounded, you know, mm-hmm. from the debacle of the last generation that we had. Mm-hmm. And um, good for them, man. You know, like, I mean, I hope they keep uh, they keep it up and I hope they sustain it. This Obviously, this Game Pass situation that they got going on is fantastic for them. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, I mean, and again, like, I mean, Ga- Game Pass is the common denominator here. Whether mm-hmm. you're paying for the Series X or the Series S, they, at the end of the day, want you to either buy their software or... Get on their get on their uh, Game Pass uh, uh, platform, and you know it's it's just it's it's been excellent as long as they can keep sustaining that uh you know that great content on Game Pass. Right. Yeah, man, it's just it's, it's nowhere but up for them to be honest with you. Good, it's it's really really fascinating to see it. You know, especially with how considering that the 360 is one of the most popular consoles of all time, and now yeah. you're you're outdoing. The most popular, <laughs> your most popular console of all time, you know. What I mean, so it's it's really it's great. I love to see it. It's good for certainly, the industry, man.
1: It's it's great for the industry, and mm-hmm. certainly there was no way at the time they were designing the series S and X that they could have predicted the circumstances we'd be in, uh, as far as what they would need to acquire, where the, sure. the global pandemic would hit things and, and force the markets to be. However, when you've got a Game Pass service where you just need a barrier to entry. Uh, to be low, so that you can log in on some device and play one one X Series S Series X PC what tablet, uh, and then you've got a global supply shortage of things and a system that can get on the shelves for half the components as your competitor or yourself. You know, more or less. There's some wiggle room in that. Um, that's turned out to be a just a blessing in disguise for them because if they're able to get more Series S's out there, while people are going there to find a Series X or PS5. They're gonna want something. And that game pass enticement of you can stream and play and do whatever I mean that's just that's a window in an ecosystem that people may not have gone to before. I think that's the reasoning in my mind,
3: yeah, yeah, no but yeah, you hit it on the spot man absolutely it's um it, like I tell you it's, uh, it's it's great to see i I, I think this is uh, I think this is very healthy, I think it's healthy for the industry, I think it's healthy for the brand, you know, and um I just love that they recognized what they what their weaknesses were and mm-hmm. you know they're starting to capitalize on it mm-hmm. and you know we're starting to see it this year look at this year just their you know their their releases uh that they had you know between psychonauts and uh and uh, flight simulator and obviously and halo infinite and uh, mm-hmm. there's always that fourth one that i keep freaking forgetting Deathloop
1: and, and for and yes. forza are the ones
3: forza of course jesus christ yeah now, Deathloop, yeah, obviously it didn't hit the platform but it is right. technically uh, an xbox game studio so yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we have yet to see the fruits of their labor, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the, I forgot which rep it was, well, not rep, I forgot who it was, which I don't know if it was Matt Booty. I could have sworn it was Matt Booty. And one of the things I love that he said is anything that was already being made or anything that was anything that gets released, you know, the, he basically said, like, he doesn't want games, you know, that even though technically games like Deathloop, for instance, even though technically uh, Arcane is a Xbox game studio, it kind of sounded like he was basically saying like, you know, that game has been around for a long time, you know? So like we don't want to take the credit for it as a Xbox right. game studio game. And I respected the hell out mm-hmm. of that, you know what I mean? Because he's basically saying like what we do in the future with all of the studios that we have mm-hmm. is where our name comes in, you know? And I love that, man. That's... That was awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I I really, really respected that from him.
1: I agree. Sure. There were a lot of good vibes, and they said a lot of the right things surrounding that Bethesda acquisition and the subsequent Bethesda releases and then the Double Fine release. It seems like they've been doing a very good job at kind of walking that line yeah. of positive communication, and and that's smart. I mean, it's smart for a couple reasons, and I'm going to tie it back to hardware, but then come, kick back out the software. Uh, mm-hmm. amidst this the the initial story of series s and x selling super well it was also reported that playstation 5 or playstation 5s but mm-hmm. the two skews that are there yeah. have shipped 13.4 million units mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. incredible given the circumstances mm-hmm. uh, and xbox is kind of close behind that which mm-hmm. impressive as well and when you've got the two competing at that level and you're saying the right things, you're praising your studios, you're not taking credit where it's not due and you're holding yourself accountable. And I'm thinking about accountability in the sense of how we've watched them handle halo infinites rollout. Uh Uh, They're really hitting a lot of good strides to make amends for those they might've burned in the past. And that mindset finds its way into uh, the market outside of just the hardcore, right? It Uh starts changing the way people talk about, xbox and the brand to those who may not be in tune with everything you know like oh xbox or they were were whack well no now they're back kind of on track no they're doing better they're doing this stuff they've got this thing coming they just put out this those things make a difference in ways that i don't know i gave credit to uh in in years past
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: no they do They, they they definitely do it's just it's it's really crazy man and uh even the demand itself for this generation is something i don't think we've ever seen before you know i mean These consoles, I mean, yeah, you know, say what you will about the Xbox One, but the Xbox One and the the PS4 were on shelves, you know? Like, I mean, we're talking, obviously, Mm pre-COVID. Like, this is... uh, Consoles used to be healthily stocked on shelves, and people would just walk in and grab one. And -hmm. it's really amazing that even now, with everything that's going on with the chip shortage and, uh, you know, the, the online frenzy and people... I mean where they're both outselling what came before them, you know. Yeah. At this point, even the PS Five is outselling the place. That's it's outselling the PlayStation Four. That's crazy to me. Like, I mean, and again, like this is just healthy for the industry because it's 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 growth. It's I don't know what it is about this generation. Why people, why so many people want these consoles, but I mean, it's it's amazing.
1: I think it's fantastic. And when I look at the way PlayStation handled it, they had some really good exclusives kind of in the first part of their year in 2021. Yes. yes. Uh, Returnal and Ratchet were kind of their two main ones. But I always mm-hmm. think of Miles Morales, even though it was cross-gen. Mm-hmm. But they gave you reasons to get in early. And those, those especially Miles Morales, has a great tail to it. People are still mm-hmm. buying that game mm-hmm. uh, in droves, plus the Spider-Man movie. Microsoft had the inverse of that, where you know Forza and Halo came out at the end. And in between were good, feel-good game releases for first party with Deathloop and uh, Psychonauts, which gave both parties reason to celebrate, right? right. You know, one, one's an Xbox game studio, but it released on PlayStation. There was a lot of just good vibes all around. And the future's only bright. Like when you look at the portfolios of both in the years to come, I mean, dude, I'm so excited for what we're going to see over the next few years from from both of them. Ragnarok is my second most anticipated game behind Gotham Knights for next year and mm-hmm. i'm just so excited and they've got a monster monster playstation does uh release with horizon followed by grand turismo that's the one-two punch of halo forza in yeah. playstation mode mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna have a good year man uh we're
3: gonna have a good year i know we're about to get into you know some of the you know one of the delays um but uh it's gonna be a freaking fantastic year uh for forever you know a lot of games that were delayed from last year are Oh, they're coming. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: They're coming. They're coming this year. That's gonna be oh, yeah. fantastic.
1: Absolutely. The delay that you're speaking of, of course, stalker two. I'm sorry, yes. buddy. You were yeah. this was one of your most anticipated, yeah?
3: Yeah, it was, man. It definitely was. I love that uh post-apocalyptic Russian setting. Mm-hmm. You know, and really what got me into it was the Metro series. Um, if you guys haven't played the Metro series, I really, really advise you to. They're so good. They're so, so good so good
1: They're progressively and I like better it. each time i, I would yeah, say you know they like are through, yeah the no, the,
3: they are they definitely are and i i initially liked it because you know everything that we see most of the games that we play is all post-apocalyptic america you mm-hmm. know like i mean everything is here post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. i'm like can we get a different setting with a different language and a different people you know i mean and yeah and the metro really did that you know i mean and they did it so well and uh that's and, and stalker too just after the reveal last year when they showed it and just how beautiful the game looked it looked phenomenal you know on, on series x hardware no less and um yeah i was really freaking disappointed to see that but you know i've gotten better with with delays you know i mean I, I used to be really annoyed about delays especially for games i was really looking forward to but they help man they they definitely help especially with uh you know
1: <laughs> I, I, I I hate think... to see where Halo was, man. I'd hate to see. It. I would I would have loved it, but like, would we be celebrating it? No, no,
3: no. Pr- I I not as much as we are now. Uh, probably not. You know, I mean, it's uh, I I, I really do think I think the the shift that happened with uh with uh delays themselves, like what got people's brains and minds, and even developers and publishers to kind of like alter their trajectories mm-hmm. is cyberpunk. Um Big I think thing. Cyberpunk, I think Cyberpunk's release is probably one of the biggest uh stories in gaming we've ever had, you know, and uh the reason why is just because of how bad it was on older hardware and just in general of you know some of the ways that it fell short. I love Cyberpunk, it's one of my favorite games of all time. You know, I'm not shitting on it. I'm that sorry. was one of your sorry, game sorry of years, it. wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, I mean, for in 2020, uh, it was, it was definitely my game of the year. Uh, but what I'm saying is, um, the, the, the aftermath of everything that happened with it and just the fact that it had to be, you know, we all agreed that this game needed at least another year to cook. And with all the stories that came out with the CD product, project red developers and whatnot, I think that game was really a turning moment for the entire industry where everybody looked at cyberpunk all these publishers started looking at cyberpunk and they're like "Oh, we we can't do this there's no way like i mean we we cannot have this happen because we all saw what happened to cdpr and and you know and the fallout from it so um it was uh and and that's why really you know like i mean despite the fact that how much i love the game so much still like i mean it wasn't this, uh, it it, it didn't do for the industry what I thought it would do and what it was being sold to be. Like, I mean, you remember the hype and the marketing and everything Mm -hmm. behind it leading up to the release. Like, I mean, all of us were so excited for it. We were like, oh my God, this is going to be like the next great thing in gaming. This Mm -hmm. is probably going to be another gaming pillar in gaming. And despite how much I loved it, unfortunately i i don't think it was you know i mean i think it was an amazing game but and it did a lot of cool things but you know still like it wasn't the life changer <laughs> that i thought it would be right so yeah and basically that's that's my point i'm sorry i just went I, I i went on and on about it but my whole point is yeah nowadays like whenever there's a delay i don't care right i'm like this is for the better like is is, is my point <laughs>
1: More and more, I'm getting to that point myself as well. I think cyberpunk mm-hmm. taught the industry a lot of things. Uh, it certainly mm-hmm. sped up a lesson that I was, was learning myself and that I, don't in, for, I will enjoy all types of games, big and small. I, I, I often swim in sevens is the joke that my friends make with me. <laughs> but when a game is, is as high profile as your Halos, your Horizons, your cyberpunks, yeah. mm-hmm. your, your Gotham Knights, when those delays happen, I'm cool. I'm yeah. fine with it. I'm yeah. absolutely okay. Say that you need it. Take it. I mean, in Stalker's case, they literally said, these additional seven months are needed to fulfill our vision and achieve the desired state of the game. It's the biggest project in history for GSC, which is the developer, and mm-hmm. it requires thorough testing and polishing. We are convinced the development should take as long as necessary, especially in the case of such a project, end quote. And like, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're if you a AAA uh, uh-huh. or a very well-funded indie and you can take the time do take the time because it makes a difference
3: yeah it does it does make a difference and the other thing too luke is you know while we're on the subject the cyberpunk think it's a thing itself it's not just what the industry learned from it it's also it was a sacrificial lamb in a sense in terms of how developers and publishers approach the fans approach mm-hmm. you know everybody else since the release of cyberpunk we've seen so many developers nowadays and publishers being so much more transparent than mm-hmm. we've ever seen before in gaming there's so much more transparency now you know in terms of like hey guys look we're sorry we're gonna delay like before if a game got delayed hey screw you we're delaying okay like now it's like you know they're telling you hey this is what we're doing this is what we need and i mean we saw like even with halo infinite's uh, delay You know, like, I mean, where they were, this, it's some of the best transparency I've ever seen from a studio. Every month they would update us, you know, like, I mean, if you remember the Inside Infinite ones that used to Mm -hmm. come out, they'd have you interview with sound designers and whatnot, and everybody would, and they would kind of, like, update you on how, you know, the progress of the game and what's going on. So I think that was important. It sucks that it had to happen, but it's good for us because... I think people now are more content with, uh, you know, there's less questions being asked about the state of a game, especially like you just said, like the big AAA releases, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's less questions being asked now just because of the transparency. So I like it, man. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. If a studio comes out and says, Hey, we're delaying a game. I'm like, cool, man. All right. You obviously care enough about it to delay it. Whereas before, you know, like you would just release it and be like, oh, sorry, all right, we'll just fix it on the fly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So if you care enough to delay it, that means you're taking more pride in your work. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm good with that. So, yeah.
1: I'm very curious to find out what else is going to get delayed through 2022, whether it's, you know, to remain in the year the way that soccer did or, or head out. Uh, I really, in my heart of hearts, felt like Gotham Knights would be Q2. Uh and we've not heard at all, and so okay, if that bumps it into Q3, are you going to want to do that with Suicide Squad, you know, another quarter later? Or do you want to wait? Like, so which of those two happens? And then you have the the rumor going about that Redfall might get delayed. Maybe right. not. Who knows? Like, yeah, it, there's always rumors. Mm-hmm. But if Redfall moves, what else does Xbox have other than Starfield? you know, we, I'm told they've got a few small things, but I have no idea what, you know, I'm just quoting what Jeff said on yeah. the show last week. Yeah. Like, who knows? And, uh, I, I don't have a good answer. Cause I'm not, I'm not overly excited for Xbox's portfolio, uh, yeah. this, this year. That's, those aren't games that speak to me, even though mm-hmm. Starfield is set to be a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my Halo. I, my Batman is, is multi-party spider. You know, there's no other superhero game. Spider-Man's not on my console of choice. And, it's like, all right, what am I what am I looking forward to? And I don't know what else is gonna yeah. get moved around in this year, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. We were actually uh we were talking about that just a little while ago in the group chat, uh when we were talking about the Redfall thing, you know, about the the rumor. And we were saying we're like if red I mean, if Redfall was supposed to come out what, like in the summer, I think in June or something mm-hmm. like that. It, it, so if yeah. that if that ends up getting delayed, I mean, yeah, now you're talking about the portfolio and it's I mean, I don't even want to say it's paper thin. There's literally nothing, you know? I mean, yeah, sure, you have Tunic, but Tunic is an indie. You know, I mean, Tunic mm-hmm. is not a game that gets people to come to your ecosystem. It's not right. the game that tells people, like, hey, I want to buy this or I want to, you know, I want to uh, uh, "I want to subscribe to Game Pass. Like, that's not what it is. Right. A lot of those games are going to come later. And, I mean, I'm not saying Stalker was either, you know, because, I mean, Stalker had a three-month exclusivity, which I thought was a little weird. I remember you and Under-reported. I were
1: Underreported that 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 three-month exclusivity i don't think is, anyone knows that like right? really knows that
3: yeah and the thing is too is like i remember i showed you guys this this article from may may 2021 mm-hmm. that said that it was a three it, i was
1: like what the hell i never knew this i think it's the day and date <laughs> aspect of game pass like we're, yes we have a question later on in the show from court yeah uh, Lalonde, but like it's the day and date stuff that makes the difference in those marketing speaks. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, and I'm, you, you mentioned Tunic, a small indie. It made me think of Death's Door, small mm-hmm. indie. Everyone was surprised that it was exclusive, but not day and date yeah. on the Game Pass and not on Game Pass at all. Like, it's just funny how the narrative has altered of our expectations for one ecosystem versus another versus, sure. you know, the outlier of Nintendo. And when yeah. I think about what that portfolio is and then stalkers, exclusivity it's like all right so this is a 2022 exclusive for xbox now right you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. you know like okay that's a way to word it but yeah it's just marketing speak and what else is there and i don't know what else there is for playstation either uh at the end of the year because do you think ragnarok's holding i don't know i uh yeah I, i i i don't know um obviously yeah
3: we have gran turismo and we have forbidden west and i i still think that ragnarok is going to release in april no one said this. No one has touched on it. There's been no confirmation. There's been nothing. But April would be exactly four years after the release of, uh, of um, uh, God of War 2018 because it released in April 2018. I'm just, you know, I, the, the, to me, that just makes sense. But if they don't have anything else, you know, in the holiday season, then, yeah, then I'm assuming that's going to be their big holiday banger. You know I mean? They're probably going to push it out to there. I mean, Sony is really good too with keeping uh, things under wraps. And there's been obvious, you know, and then there's been rumors of like another big show that they're going to have where they are going to reveal some games that we didn't know before. There's been like this Last of Us uh, remake thing, which is cool. <clears throat> you know, I guess I love the Last of Us. You know, say what you will about Part Two. I I I, I thought it was amazing. So I think a remake for Part One, even though the, I don't necessarily want it, but if it's there, I mean, I'm gonna buy it. I'll play it again, sure. You know. Uh, <clears throat> And they have, uh, you know, uh, Uncharted, uh, uh, Uncharted Four, and then Lost Legacy. Those are getting like proper PS5 releases. I think it's coming out next month. We don't know what they're coming out in the holidays yet. You know, I mean, right now for Xbox, we know that there's Starfield. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, we know Starfield is going to be their, you know, their, their, their it's going to be their, their, their pillar in the holiday. And then if you I got mean, if
1: uh, if it delivers on the Skyrim in space, that's going to be a monster. It's going to be huge
3: it's gonna be huge if they if they end up doing that and that's the thing we were talking about too with uh with redfall if it does get delayed like I mean if it gets delayed like what are you gonna do are you gonna because uh, that's also considered a big AAA game so you you can't push it out into the holidays like I mean starfield's been talked about for years now you know I mean and that it really needs its own island it needs its own attention it needs people coming to the platform for it now yes you could say sure you could uh, redfall is gonna be a different experience but I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm I'm not in that space, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend to know how the business is run. But, you know, for me, I'm just looking at it as a consumer and I'm like, no, nah, man, you want all the attention on this. If it's going to be as good as we are expecting it to be
1: mm-hmm.
3: or to deliver on the promises of what it's being promised. Um, Yeah, I I think it needs its own space and I think it needs its own attention. But, you know, who knows? We'll see. But yeah, like I I agree with you. A lot of a lot of the excitement uh, really is around uh, multi platform games, mm-hmm. you know, like whether it's uh, Gotham Knights or a Suicide Squad or Elden Ring. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, it seems like the first half is going to be more Sony than Xbox, and then the second half we don't know. Right. We don't know. So yeah. we'll, we'll see, man. It's it's going to be I an interesting. I bet you see.
1: Game. I mean, I've heard rumblings in the rumor space of of a Gears remaster. Like gears two remaster as a possibility a collection, you have to think the remake or remaster's got to do something, somehow, some way they got to get something out there just to, to fill that uh, spot. Yeah. And the third party deals for Game Pass, I'm equally interested in. Like I want to yeah. see that. You know what I mean? Like talk to talk business to me. Let me see that stuff. I find that yeah. very fascinating when we get to look into the business side of things. Yeah, uh, of how it works. I find that stuff really cool.
3: I hope. I hope they. I hope they end up. Uh, you know the the the. the if they make any more big uh if they make any more big um you know agreements or contracts with acquisition you know, the, uh, season though? <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about acquisition. Are you saying sure it's that. acquisition? My goodness. My god. My no, god, folks. <laughs> no, not that. Oh no, if they make any more deals, you know like I mean, I don't want to, you know, uh I don't want to see I don't know, man, you know, like I keep thinking of Outriders, you know, like, I mean, Outriders was so hyped before its release and then it kind of like just fell flat. It Bro, that was my,
1: that was a perfect Game Pass game for me and my buddies. We played it, loved yeah, it for 30. And I know,
3: out. man, I know. But, but at the same time, like it would just it didn't hit. No, Look, did not hit. I, like I like our buddy Bomber 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 was probably. The only he was one of the few people I knew who was just dead hyped for 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 uh, for outriders he was mm-hmm. so excited for it and he was uh and he was uh you know when it came out and with the way that you know with the response and just with his experience with it he was just so disappointed I'll tell you like that's one of my biggest disappointments of 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 my of recent memory so I hope like they're more careful with these uh triple a deals you know, I mm-hmm. mean, I, they just had Hitman that just came out, which is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, but I'm talking like new games, you right. know, that are outside of the Xbox Game Studio space. So, you know, we'll see. They have, yeah. uh, I we're gonna get into
1: it later. But well, Outriders they... is Square Enix, and that I was always a red yeah. flag for me. Yeah, okay. I know.
3: That's that's other thing too. I know they have to. You know, th- that's the thing. If their portfolio is gonna be thin in 2022, then they definitely have to deliver on the offerings for their service. Like they have to, you know, I mean, so we'll see. We'll see what they do.
1: You're right. You're right. Uh, You mentioned you mentioned Hitman Trilogy. That's going to be coming uh, day and date to Game Pass on January 20th. Also hitting other platforms and Steam Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, It's weird because Hitman was available through Game Pass. The, the, you know, Hitman's one and two. And then I think three was around. But like the trilogy is a special bundle that's coming there. Uh, Let me say this to anybody listening. If you have not played Hitman's one through three, they only get better. They're treated like gold by IO. That's a great developer yes. that punches above its weight. Um, absolutely play this Hitman trilogy. I love those games. I thought Hitman three was fantastic. One of the best mm-hmm. games of its year. Mm-hmm. And uh, make no mistake, the wherever you can play it, it's gonna benefit your catalog, and the fact that it's day and date in the Game Pass just is all the more reason, guys. Pick this up, January twentieth. That's that is a win for anybody,
3: no doubt, man. No doubt, that is uh, that was huge news, and not just that, the complete versions, yeah. all the maps, all the, all maps. the maps, yeah, all yeah. the maps are coming. I mean, that was uh, that was an. That must have been a nice chunk of change that, uh, you know, that uh, IO is getting, you know, for for that. So it's uh, it's great to see, man. It's great to see more people getting into it. And and uh, yeah, like Luke said, you guys definitely need to play it. It's it's it's, it's a different animal. Um, Hitman is just amazing. God damn I, it's So good.
1: I, I hope that's paving the way. uh um, I would love to see IO end up with Xbox game studios. They're talented. They deserve the funding. We know they're doing yes. a project with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to end up in a place where they can consistently get funded. And obviously the, the Microsoft has the money and they're looking for people. Uh, but I, I don't know if this paves the way as that could be conspiracy theory talk and, uh, bottom line, I just want IO to survive because they are just so talented, so talented. They've got what's dude. their next project? It's big, it's big. I'm blanking. IO's 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 good, dude. IO's good. The best
3: thing they ever did was split off from Square Enix and retain the pro, their, and retain their IP, mm-hmm. so they own uh they own the Hitman IP, mm-hmm. and they've gotten so uh, I think they said uh, Hitman Three was profitable for them in like a week, mm-hmm. like less than one week after it was it went on sale. And aren't they and, doing um, Bond? is they, yes, they are. Oh. Yes they are, bro. Oh. Yes they are. And that required obviously a deal with MGM and and uh you know whatever. I'll, I'll, yeah. That's multiple. That's got to be multiple. Yeah, oh no, it yeah. will be. It will be. Now as far and and then like you just mentioned their project with Xbox. So uh iOS good man iOS in a very good place you know i mean initially it was a little bit uh scary for them you know mm-hmm. because uh, really their success depended on hitman's success and that's just been flying colors you know i mean that series and the way that they uh that they developed it i'm talking the new ones you know mm-hmm. obviously the the yeah, 1 yeah. 2 and 3 uh, i'm so happy for them it's it's really good we need studios like that you know to uh, to to push the industry forward and and to just just sustained excellency you know mm-hmm. like i mean that's the thing like they're just their games are so good and so well done you know and and that's what we need Agreed. that's what that, that's what we need so i'm I'm happy to see that i'm happy to see their success
1: so court lalon wrote in and he wanted to know what's the next franchise to hit game pass if, if hitman trilogy is kind of the most recent one what's the next one to come in honestly bro i think battlefield 2042
3: is gonna make it we yeah. used to joke, yeah. We used to joke around about it, but 2042 has been a—I uh, mean, I'm sure it's been successful, but not as financially successful as EA would have hoped. I mean, we keep seeing, you know, all the development issues and studio heads leaving, or you know, uh, 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 game—you uh, know—um, sorry, I'm freaking blanking out right now. The uh, the, the the directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the creative directors and whatnot. Oh yeah. And a lot of shifting I, around. Yeah. There, there is a lot of shifting. And I think that would pro- me personally, I, I I think they would probably do that. Now I'm not sure how successful that would be, you know, in terms of like, yeah, they'll probably get their gaming spike, you know, like people will, you know, you know people will download it and people will play it. But at the same time, don't forget, like, I mean, we also had access to the game for mm-hmm. like the first six hours as, as game pass subscribers. You know, I mean, so a lot of people who played the game, you know, it's they weren't really they didn't see much reason to play it past the six hours that we were offered. Look Mm -hmm. at our group, you know, like we have Ains and we have Jordan. Jordan and Ains love Battlefield, right? And even to this day, they haven't haven't bought the game. You know, they're like, nah, I'm good. You know, they're playing Halo or whatever it is. So yeah i i I could see that you know i mean one thing we didn't see was you know the game which i'm sure you're gonna bring up um uh from uh from ubisoft but i think that's what it is like i i i do believe that ea will probably strike a deal you know just to kind of like get their player count up for battlefield 2042 but that'll depend on microsoft and whether that's something that they want you know i mean uh considering that they want halo to be incredibly successful which it already is and I don't know. You know, like I remember when the rumors were coming out about Battlefield 2042 coming to Game Pass, and I'm like, why would they do that? Right? Like, I mean, I was talking to people, and I'm like, why would they do that? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, they have Halo coming out. That's their, like, that's one of their pillars, right? I mean, why would they put another game on their service that's going to potentially take numbers away from Halo players? Like, that just didn't make sense to me. You know that what I mean? rumor so,
1: struck me as EA would have been asking for that one because they knew the state. That was the only way that rumor made sense to me.
3: Yeah, yeah. so I wasn't really, I, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it then, but now maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Um, I can't see them, you know, despite the fact that that's what I think. Like, I, I don't have anything else that's coming to my mind, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of, uh, you know, if it's going to be a big game, it's obviously something that is going to require player count. You know, like right. I mean, player count is what you want. So that's the only one I can think of right now. And I do really honestly think that's why I think Ubisoft ended up, uh, you know, doing the deal. Uh, if you're going to mention it right now, because I don't think, you know, you know how they do like, uh, you know, uh, testings and metrics and, you know, uh, uh, pre-release uh, uh, the hype and whatever it is. Mm hmm. I don't know, man. I don't think Ubisoft had it very, I don't think Ubisoft's numbers were very good, you know, for for yeah. extraction. So I, don't yeah. know.
2: I know you're going to get into it. I'm sorry. I didn't want to jump the gun. But
3: no,
1: you're good. You're good. Into I mean, it. For for any listener that hasn't caught on, with the, what he's alluding to is that Uplay is coming to Xbox and Rainbow Six Extraction is coming into Game Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I also racked my brain because I couldn't get around what new franchise it would be because we, we Extraction was known. But they've got all the Yakuza games on Game Pass. All the Halo Gears stuff is there. Wasteland's there. Mm -hmm. What's leaving? I think the Yakuza games are leaving, bro. Are they? Yeah, I think they're leaving soon. Interesting. I I would watch that and see that they don't return pretty quickly. But like you know, the Bethesda catalogs there with Wolfenstein, Doom, and. Elder Scrolls and stuff. What else is there except for the Ubisoft games? And they're, like you said, testing what they've got. Mm. You would never see a Call of Duty on Game Pass. No. Um, Yeah. So it's like, all right, do you make a push for the Assassin's Creed games? Because they want to have live service elements in their future iterations of Assassin's Creed. So do you want to push those? Ubisoft has always shown themselves willing to work with any platform. You've got PlayStation's competitor seemingly close now that they're pulling all PlayStation now sales. Uh, worldwide, so you can't mm-hmm. buy PlayStation Now anymore. So you have to think they're headed for rebrand. What else would would be available except for Ubisoft? We know Extraction's coming to Game Pass, but but play will not be embedded into Game Pass at its current form. Uh, I don't know the answer to to Court's question. I don't know what else there is franchise wise.
3: Yeah, I, I, with Ubisoft, I if they do end up bringing something to game pass i think it'll be on a obviously like a case-by-case basis as as you know uh that we always hear like i i don't think they will ever bring assassin's creed to game pass and the reason why is because assassin's creed is always consistently one of the best-selling games you know of the year you know but it's I mean, always it, on sale too it is always on sale yeah but look at odyssey odyssey is their most successful game You know, it's the most successful Assassin's Creed game. So I understand the the chunk of change. First, it's going to require a massive chunk of change for Xbox, which I know they can afford. You know, I mean, people always whenever you have this conversation, look, it's Microsoft. They can afford it. Like, no, we're not talking about whether they can afford it or not. It's whether it actually makes sense. You know, I mean, regardless, like, I mean, they still want to make money. No, despite how rich they are. Mm -hmm. So first it's gonna require a lot of money on their end. And second, you know, then you also have, you know, Ubisoft who if they do us, if they do some sort of Game Pass deal, you know, they look at it, they're like, Okay, we're selling so many copies of of this franchise every year. You know, like I mean, do we wanna inhibit that a bit? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like I mean, to, to accept this large chunk of money from Xbox or I don't know, you know. I mean, I, I, don't think Ubisoft will do it for a game like Assassin's Creed. I think maybe they would do it for a game like Ghost Recon, mm. that, that, that new one. You know, uh,
1: NFT, NFT point, uh, whatever the hell dude, it's called, the, the, the one that
3: everyone was disappointed with. Great
1: point. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, not even Breakpoint. The, the first person one. Remember the reveal for that first person one oh, that they front had Oh,
1: frontline. They they well it's yeah, it's not coming out They launched That was launched, well, that was they brought it out and they were like, "Oh, never mind." And they Yes. They <laughs> back off on that one.
2: <laughs> that was yeah, so I, mean, I
3: I think games like that where they know that they probably will get hit in the in the player count. That's I think something that they would consider. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember they had a a battle royale too. I forgot what it was called. Uh, they had like these massive like jump points. Oh uh, god, what was it called? Ubisoft uh, Battle Royale came uh, out a Hyper couple Skate? years ago. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's like something that could have benefited. But actually, no, I'm sorry. That was that was free to play. What the hell am I talking about? So I'm not sure, man. Yeah, Court, that's a good question. Uh, uh, I, I really have no idea. And if you if Luke doesn't know, then.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I got nothing. I got nothing, uh, you know, short of them acquiring a WB and getting something big. And that's like a bullshit or, or a, sorry, a BS answer. Like, that's not I don't see that. As the answer, like, you know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't line up to the core. You'd have to acquire a franchise at this point because I just don't know who they'd make a deal with. And if I'm wrong, like, some more power to you. Any listener, write in and tell me, you know, like, let me know because I'm I'm blanking on his question. It's a good question, though. I like it. I like it. Um, We glossed over a huge bit of news and that the Xbox One has stopped production altogether. They're no longer making and producing Xbox Ones. Uh, as they now shift over to just being all S and X. Uh, Rest in peace, Xbox One. Thank you for the sacrifices you made to pave the way for the generation that we have now. A lot of the things that, you know, the Xbox One disastrous launch uh, people didn't want are now standard, you know? Mm -hmm. Like always online, uh, camera tracking in VR is there, voice activations. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that was in the Xbox One's bad launch that is now worthwhile in the industry and now accepted and wanted and used and desired. But, uh, the messaging was awful. And that system, it certainly laid the groundwork for what we have now in the same way that Wii U laid the groundwork for the switch, uh, in many ways, any, uh, just any one memory from the Xbox one that you have that stands out good, bad, anything. Um, I'll let you think I mean, uh, my only memory is going over to my buddy Kev's house playing Titanfall, man, like, man, this is so good. And I'm not spending $500 yeah, see, to play it. <laughs>
3: yeah, see, I don't thing. have that because I played the original Titanfall on PC. That's like when I was into PC gaming, mm-hmm. I kind of like uh, started mixing it up a bit and I shifted a little bit more into PC gaming at that time. It was like maybe like 60, 40 in PC. Okay. So I played Titanfall there and I never really got a chance to play it on on Xbox. So I mean when the Xbox One came out, I remember I bought it on the first day. I lined up at midnight. Uh I got uh I got Dead Rising three. I got uh I remember that I picked up um uh Rise Son of Rome. I got uh what else? I can't remember. But yeah, I mean probably the the, the best memory I have early is really just Sunset Overdrive. You know, I mean, I, I I think that was one of my favorite releases, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it still is to this day. It's an amazing game. And I wish, uh, you know, Sony would do something with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, man, honestly, like I remember my first Xbox one, I sold it after like a couple of months. Um, I was like, all right, this is I'm not doing anything with this because we. I spent so much time on PlayStation four, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, and, and I ended up selling it and then I bought it again Uh, several months later only to just keep it around you know I mean still so unfortunately I don't the only thing is I didn't start so it's kind of weird how how I shifted right like I mean so during the ps2 generation I owned a ps2 a gamecube and initially it was just a ps2 and a gamecube Mm -hmm. when I bought the xbox the original xbox I shifted over to xbox for all of my for all of my multi-platform games right and i was like okay that's the like kind of that's where i where that's where i'm staying then when the the ps3 and the 360 generation hit i shifted i stayed on xbox right and then i kind of shifted over to the playstation 3 towards the end of its life cycle uh you know because a lot of great games started coming out in the second half of its life cycle right um and then last generation obviously we know what happened you know i shifted back to playstation 4 you mm-hmm. know and then i stayed like that until the one x came out once the one X came out, I shifted back to Xbox and it's been like that since, you know, in terms I, of like, in terms of where I spend most of my time, right. you know what I mean? Because if there's, when there's a AAA game that's coming out on Sony, I drop everything. I, you know, I mean, whatever I go, I mm-hmm. play it, you know, but majority of my time, you know, like, I mean, friends and party chats and all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been and and multiplayer games, multiplayer games, every multiplayer game I buy is on Xbox. So um, that's kind of where I've been since the release of the One X, and it's been mm-hmm. like that since. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was I
1: was pretty strong PS4 after being very strong 360, uh, and then when the One S came out, that's when I shifted back to to being with Xbox. Uh, Halo Five is, I think, what brought me over because mm-hmm. I wanted more Halo, and that you know that had its own issues. And then I started doing the Xbox Drive podcast, and that kind of mm-hmm. just paved the way to now being so dead steadfast into this ecosystem
3: let me ask you though what is your favorite well do you have a favorite memory of the xbox one
1: um i don't know that it's directly tied to the system i don't think (laughs) so none that's tied directly to the system (laughs) but i i think about my scorpio edition one x oh yeah because i tie that to my time with the xbox drive which is what got me into xbox podcasting which took me to e3 with with them courtesy of uh, the main host Sean Capri being Canadian, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. man, man, Canadian Xbox Canada is so good to them. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yes, they, try- are, <laughs> they, they are man, they are so good to them.
2: That's <laughs> <Yes>, they are. <laughs> I'm
1: like screaming at Xbox uh, proper, trying to hey, no. um, but no, there's no like one memory that's tied to the system, and part of that I think is Xbox is is cool with because they, by the time they were really cranking on all cylinders, games were coming to PC. Uh, they were ty- they were very few special edition releases of games. I mean, there were only, I saw a stat earlier, it was like Gears 4, 5, Ori, and Recore had collector's editions. And that was pretty much it as far as first party or, or exclusive collector's editions. And just no big tentpole moments specific to the console. Whereas the Series X, man, the moment I unboxed that thing felt special. You know, yes, that thing felt yes, like a, it was that was magical to unbox. It was,
3: man, it was, it was just, man, you knew when you opened that box and just the with a presentation,
1: yeah, premium. man,
3: they just nailed it.
1: God, everything said premium, <laughs> and yes. opening the PS5 like three days earlier yeah. was just yeah. the most depressing thing. It's like, oh, here it is. It's like, yeah, was, like great next-gen <laughs> hardware and that box for ps5 was just so lackluster
2: freaking flimsy yes like this flimsy cardboard on the outside and then you know they had like this this housing uh for the actual console itself it, it was, was it was yeah. embarrassing yeah embarrassing. it was very anticlimactic <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah well, definitely let me let me let me veer in before we get too far uh uh with the, you know kind of our last 10 minutes or so sure. uh sure. halo infinite Big critical reception on the single player. A lot of good vibes all around. Uh, apart from some performance issues in matchmaking, which the, the team has been talking about. They were on holiday. A deserved holiday, by the way. Let developers sure. rest. Absolutely. Um, unless you're Ains. Ains, I think, told them to get back to work. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Uh, they have come out publicly after having data, which we kind of, you know, people in the know knew. They needed data to show that their shop Prices and bundles were not going to sell at the prices they were at, the lack of value they had, the lack of customization. And now uh, Jerry Hook, 343's head of design for multiplayer, has come out with a series of tweets and essentially said, the bundles are going to get better, the pricing is going to get better. We now have the data that shows what we need to show, and all of that is is going to start seeing its changes and fixes this coming week, the week that this episode goes live, at the beginning of their Cyber Showdown event, which second thing here, Mo, I'm really not a fan of how long season one's gonna go with this one battle pass. But if mm-hmm. they keep doing these events, that's gonna be a very smart way to keep the player pace engaged. These mm-hmm. free events that give you cosmetics. That's mm-hmm. kind of the nice offset to the battle pass in season one. Uh I, I feel like multiplayer is going in the right direction as well. Yeah. Um you, I by the this... way, by the way, for listeners' context, I'm so sorry i didn't interrupt you. No, no. Uh, you're part of that crew that gets way more sweaty with halo multiplayer yeah. than i do i enjoy yeah. it for the lore and the the yeah. world and everything mm-hmm. um ains and a lot of the sg crew they're very much into like okay if i mantle here it's gonna save me half a second frame to shoot this guy there i'm I'm I not can't get there you're yeah, not no, like that, no right?
3: i'm okay so no i'm not that uh, so i get sweaty when we play ranked okay like uh Whenever we play the casual games, I'm pretty casual, you know, like, I mean, I, I love to have fun and, and I, I I don't the, the, the rank games definitely frustrate me. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm a lot more into the lore, despite how much I absolutely adore the multiplayer. I, uh, Luke, I, I bro, I watch like one or two videos a day on Halo lore. Oh, At least I try yes. to. I swear to God, man, there's oh, yeah. a guy. His name is Installation00 on YouTube. He makes some fantastic stuff. Uh, so yeah Yeah, definitely and then there's also a new guy uh monster something i don't know he was talking about like the i think i sent this in the group chat last week i I know i'm veering off i'm sorry but he talked about the uh that that tablet that was in the halo 3 map um one of the multiplayer maps and apparently like that is an inscription of the mantle of the of responsibility or something like that i, I, I i'll tell you about it after Ooh, the show okay but yeah, yeah, yeah it's amazing uh but anyway the lore i'm very very big on i i love it i adore it I, I i think it's huge as far as the multiplayer goes to to come back to your point um that's smart it's smart because remember every season was supposed to be three months and the fact that they extended this season to six months we were talking about that in the beginning we were like okay like if if you max out your battle pass to a hundred then what you know, there were people that maxed out their battle pass within the first like two weeks, which is I think is insane. I'm still on like level 79 or 78 right now. And I didn't buy the premium battle pass, which I kind of wish I did because I would have been maxed out right now. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like so this is the best way to do it. You had the fracture event last, uh, you know, two weeks ago. And then you're going to have this one that you're talking about right now coming up. This is what you need to do. You keep people engaged. You keep people, uh, you know, you give them uh, that uh, that carrot on a string you know, to to keep them invested and to keep them playing. And I think it's healthy, man. I think it's healthy. And until, you know, they, they, they get everything back on track, you know, with uh, a lot of the fixes that they want to implement and the new uh, the new uh, um, uh, modes, game modes that they want to add. And, uh, you know, just to kind of like flesh it out a little bit more. I, I think the multiplayer suite right now is good. I think mm-hmm. it's excellent, you know, in terms of what they – you know what they're what they're offering but yeah they they're definitely need to add more modes you know i mean modes that we know and they, they have to beef it up i think a little bit more but in terms of where it's at right now i think it's great you know fixing the store and whatnot and i agree with you man i think uh these these events every few weeks are definitely good you know mm-hmm. i mean until until they can until they get that three month cycle you know, for a per season in line, mm-hmm. which I think will happen once season two comes out. I think season two will be three months because, you know, they said it themselves, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's been, it's been a really tough development cycle, you know, and then when Joseph Satan came in and then they had to like figure out what the multiplayer and the multiplayer is a lot better than what we thought it was going to be. Let's not kid mm-hmm. each other. You know oh, Like yeah. I mean? It is an incredible, uh, it feels so good to play. And I think that is, you know, something that they definitely should hang their head on. So, at least they nailed that, and as far as like the small stuff, the other you know the logistics uh that they need to that they need to narrow down, I think that will be narrowed down after season two. I think they needed a little bit more time to get them all in. I'm glad they at least got us the game to play. You know they got the campaign out in time to play, and they got the multiplayer out in time to play. Some will argue that hey, their multiplayer should have been delayed. I don't agree um I think some multiplayer games out there dream of playing or looking as good as Halo Infinite does so uh you know at least the multiplayer portion so yeah i i i think uh, man I, I the future is very bright for this multiplayer man it's going to be it's going to be huge if they continue to do this and even like in the 3 month seasons you know if they do like an event like the fracture mm-hmm. event or this one you know once a month you yep. know i mean as as a side thing to to the battle pass i think that'll be amazing so i'm really really
1: excited for it Fully agree. Fully agree. I think it's a miracle that game came out in the mm-hmm. state it did because uh, a lot of signs are pointing to it going, it could have been disastrous kind of thing, mm-hmm. yes. uh, which is the way a lot of these big win games are. Yes. Um, I expect Halo Infinite to be in uh, book three of Jason Schreier's uh, spotlighting tumultuous <laughs> developments, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm very, very, very happy with it. And I love the response financially because I want to support good ecosystems with money i like spending money in ecosystems that reward me for my time and uh they weren't doing that but now they had the data they showed people weren't going to buy it the way they were doing it customization was weird and when you want when you when you're setting yourself up to have a live service game you need to hear the fans and the feedback i'm a member of the avengers community and all six of us have feedback that say uh some of the stuff needs to change and the team's too small to react quickly and it's very frustrating
3: yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. So, and they're on top of it, dude. They just be patient, people.
1: Big time, go get it. Big time, yeah, go get it. D- Dano has a question for us about that. He okay. says, uh, "It is it it is time that three four three added gears, armor, or helmets along with Doom guy." He's right. Uh, yeah. He says, it's not a question. It's a demand and request. What <laughs> games did you want to hit back and pat that didn't? So you can see he tricked me uh, when I read that ahead. <laughs> um, he's right though. It is time. I love cross promotion in Microsoft yeah. properties. Yeah. I want to see a halo level in Forza horizon five. Uh, I want to see some gears armors into uh, halo because yes. why not? I agree. And a uh, doom guy as well. Celebrate, celebrate your portfolio. What do you I agree? And to his very relevant question, any games that didn't hit back compat that you wanted to? Um,
3: oh yeah. Um, well, I used to really complain about Max Payne three. Um, you know, and now I mean it's back compat now, but it still sucks that it's it's not updated. You know, I mean yeah. that was uh, that was like really man. I waited for Max Payne three for so long, and finally they're like, "Hey, it's here, but it's in its original state." And I'm like, "No! Why Mm -hmm. did you not boost it? Come on, that game needs a boost." Um, so there's that. You know, Splinter Cell, obviously, all of them are there. I'm just like thinking right now. You know, uh, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Black, Ninja Gaiden two. Those are there. Um, honestly, I don't know, man. I I I I don't know if there's anything specific that I would want to be and back compat i know the togi games are there now um which i own both of them i have
1: i don't even know what that is dude Atoge. i know what game
3: i know what game holy <laughs> crap i didn't even think of it Ugh, def jam fight for new york let's go bro you need oh, to bring that that, that okay. needs to be what is wrong with you guys how did i forget that <laughs>
1: See, that's a licensing nightmare, just like 100%. That's why it's all mine are. All my superhero games are, are licensing <laughs> nightmares, and I just want them. I want Marvel Nemesis, Rise of the Imperfects. I want that there. I want all those Spider-Man games made by uh, Activision and Binox. Like, I want all those licensed superhero games. And then my, my super nerdy one, and don't hate me, Star Trek Legacy mm-hmm. is one of my favorite, favorite games. I love <laughs> Star Trek Legacy. I love Star Trek, so I was like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. But, yeah, some of those, man, those are like the little gems you can never get back. There's a PS1 game that I loved, and somebody asked me two years ago uh, what PS1 game I wanted back, and I did not answer because it did not age well uh, in terms of, like, like it wouldn't have aged well societally, but it's called Future Cop LAPD, and you're basically, okay. you're handling a crime-ridden LA, LA area, and you're going around in this super mech, like, stopping crime and just Mm -hmm. blasting everything but they asked me right in the middle of all the social unrest going on where cops were basically getting out of being awful i was like well i can't tell anybody i want that game back (laughs) (laughs) that will not go over well (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. but but i think we all have like those one or two games from way back when that like we played because we you know games it wasn't like you could just go get another game right like when you got your game you played it for a while because games weren't cost money and we were kids you know sure Mm-hmm. So that was my that was my jam on PS uh, yeah,
3: yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's not available to come. Yeah, back I remember here. that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, Marvel Nemesis, man, that's the one I went back. Mm-hmm. I want back. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do let's do one more question and get out of here.
3: Yeah, let's do it, man.
1: This one comes from uh, I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with this person, Golden Gamer Graham. And <laughs> yeah, this oh, is a good one to cold to close that on. If you could mm-hmm. remove one thing from gaming culture, what would it be other than toxicity? Stupid thumbnails on YouTube videos, the quote, <laughs> acquisition season, people thinking companies are their friends, or perhaps that people don't understand that regardless uh, of the feature, Breath of the Wild did it first. What would you remove from gaming? You love Breath of the Wild.
3: Mm, you know what's funny, man, is I actually love, um, I love Zelda. I love the Zelda games. But, how can uh, you hate
1: the best Zelda game?
3: I that's not the best Zelda game. I'm sorry <laughs> to anybody who thinks it is. I, it yeah,
1: yeah. is. It is. Oh, so good. God.
3: Yeah, yeah. So good. I know. I'm I'm a boomer, man. I I prefer the traditional dungeon style uh Zelda. Uh so um if there's anything I wish I could get, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, like it's um it's kinda tough. Obviously toxicity would be at the top of the list, you know. I mean, you always want those douchebags to be gone, you know, the ones that just you know cause mayhem for no reason yeah um you know the thing is too is like all the stuff that we make fun of you know like with acquisition season and and, mm-hmm. and uh the phil the, the phil spencer uh thumbnails and you know all this stuff like it works man it works like it works for these people and to promote their pages and i'm telling you like i mean it's so cringe to me but hey man <laughs> i'm not gonna knock your grind you know i mean it's uh but it it, it honestly works what i want to get rid of um is uh i'm sorry i i i i i'm keeping it teen i promise I, shitty journalism okay mm-hmm. like i mean that's what i want to get rid of yeah um i want to get rid of that i want to get i i want better written reviews i don't want a review that's written you know i don't want reviews or or articles that are that feel like they're being written by amateurs you know especially for ones that work for the big gaming outlets i want uh, reviews to coalesce and make more sense we don't have a lot of reviewers out there that we really look up to you know ones that we actually whose word like we really take uh you know seriously there's only very very few of them and i think that's sad considering how many outlets there are and how many uh you know and how many uh writers they have working for them so honestly, like that's that to me is one of the biggest things because these people don't understand how much power they wield with the words that they write, depending on a review or a preview or whatever it is. And um, you know, the the if if your stuff sounds amateurish, you know, I mean, you know, like <laughs> what the hell? You know, uh there was something like something about, you know, Cyberpunk, uh the Cyberpunk's map not having ramps, you know, or uh one of my favorite uh parts is if you remember the the review for um Yeah, man, there was one of the reviews, I can't remember right now, but the reviewer said something about the the color of um, the zombies in um, Days Gone, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yes, it was a GameSpot article. It was a GameSpot Mm -hmm. article, it was a GameSpot review. She said, uh, and I'm not singling out a woman, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, this is just one of the things that sticks out to me because there was a lot of terrible... Uh, male journalists out there too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like just something like, you know, the color of the zombies, like all the zombies in Days Gone are white. You know, I mean, and I remember I'm like, you did not play the game because there's a very specific moment in the game that explains what happens to them and with their skin color, you know, I mean, it's part of the narrative, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, and that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I don't want to, I'm singling that one out specifically because I don't want to read a review and look at it and be like, this, this guy barely played the game. This guy barely played the game. He barely knows what's going on in this game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I hate that. I don't like that. Like if you're going to review something, put your heart into it, man, put your heart into it. And if you don't like it, then have somebody else do it. Somebody who it'll resonate with more. Right. You know, like I, 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 I just don't like that. That's like putting somebody who doesn't like racing games to play a, a racing simulator. Right. They're not going to like it, dude. They're not, they're just not going to like it. <laughs> I don't know, but
1: yeah, that's a, it's I, I, a great I went one. on
3: way too long with this, but yeah. That's, no, that's
1: a great yeah, answer. But... That's a great answer. Um, in, in large part, I would agree with you. That is the number one thing I would change. Uh, I do. I really can't stand the the thumbnail game i'm terrible at thumbnails so maybe that's part of it but like shock face phil spencer face oh but it God, does work right oh.
0: it,
1: it does work though and some of the content creators that i do genuinely really like use it and it's like all right well i i need to make peace with this it's got to stop bothering me yeah. um but uh, i think if i could fix one thing and i don't know if you would classify this as toxicity but the idea that praising one thing is interpreted as Condemning another really bothers me. You know yeah. that yeah. The, that in praising one thing it condemns another. One of the things about XCP is uh, it focuses on Xbox or news that impacts the Xbox ecosystem, which means by default I bring up Xbox's primary competitor often, and that is not a slight. You know, I, that is not a slight, and often I use it to criticize Xbox. But just the idea that you can't talk about one thing without people interpreting it as condemning its competitor irks me and i'm not talking just like consoles but in games or genres and mm-hmm. you know com- when people try to compare god of war to halo infinite it's like Yo, oh, that's god apples oranges what are you doing um, oh my god it's it's just exhausting and i don't i i don't get into that that's just not where i'm at um but yeah. I'll, I'll counterpoint something i do get into is appreciating how much people like certain games for different reasons to go back to the the halo element of multiplayer versus lore ains ains Bowden uh, of season gaming who's ha- why i know you which is why i brought him up he loves halo as much as i do mm-hmm. in such a different way i like yeah. seeing that amongst gamers you know finding out what people enjoy and how it's different that's kind of the opposite i want to see more of that tell me why you love a game that was a thread i did a couple days ago on twitter just because i wanted to see and, and people were bringing up games for all these reasons that i would never care to play a game and they were yeah. it was pure love and it was awesome mm-hmm. Loved
3: it. yeah no i agree with you man it's uh yeah but yeah it's, it's 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 interesting to see the different reasons people love uh games for you know i mean one of the things that uh yeah like me yeah with uh With games that I love, I could tell you I could honestly sit for hours, you know, explaining to you, you know, depending on what it is that you're that you're bringing up to me, if you bring up to me, if you want to have a conversation with me about, you know, specific franchises. You know, like we were joking around the other day about Assassin's Creed, you know, if you want to talk Ezio trilogy to me, you want to talk about Splinter (laughs) I was so trolling you, I'm sorry. I know, you you were killing me, bro.
2: I'm looking, I'm like, I'm reading my phone and I'm like, there's no way this guy's serious. (laughs) I'm like, there's no way. I was was telling him, it's like, Ezio's the worst. Like, who would like it? You're like, Ezio's the worst. I'm like, ah, Luke, no! (laughs) Don't do this to me.
3: So yeah, like, um, yeah, depending on, you know, God of War you know uncharted if you want to talk uh you know franchises that really i love and mean a lot to me i could go on for hours uh and why they resonate with people you know with me so well or with people so well and it's uh it's cool man I, I, these are the these are the cool conversations that you know that are worth having you know what i mean and, and and why we do what we do here on this space mm-hmm. as far as like the you know what you're talking about with the you know with people you know if you if you praise something you know others will think you're condemning it dude that's just because they're stupid like i mean i i i don't know it sounds so cliche and generic of me to say stupid but i mean i've talked to you about this so many times you know in the group chat like we complain about people that are like that because there's some people out there just misery loves company you know what i mean or they just They're so shallow, you know, and they just have this tunnel vision where unless you praise whatever it is that they love, you know, like uh, otherwise, like, no, it's like you're either with us or against us. Like, no, I don't think so, man. You know, I'm going to I'm going to praise Halo, but I'm also going to praise God of War. I'm going to praise Uncharted. I'm going Mm -hmm. to praise Horizon because real recognize real, man. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and that's really what you should do you can be you can play on whatever the hell you want you can you know i mean if you gravitate towards a certain platform sure go ahead but you know i mean it's it's, then you get into this conversation of like well you can't tell me what to like or what i can't like okay yeah bro that's that's cool that's fine but i'm sorry if you think like this game you know is just because it's on your platform of choice is somehow miles better than this other game that is just universally praised by so many people, but it's because it's not being played on your console of choice, all of a sudden it sucks. Like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So I generally just filter out those people because I just don't care about them, man. I, I I don't care, you know? Like, I mean, they can just scream into the void and, you know, be in their echo chambers and whatnot. I I kind of just... I don't even care about that anymore. Those people really used to bother me, but nowadays I just laugh at them. I just honestly laugh whenever I see something. The other day I posted, the other day I had the Halo account. They were saying, like, hey, show us your Spartan, right? And I showed, like, a picture of my Uroya Spartan, and I bought this uh, that gold and and green armor for Mm -hmm. it, right? It's beautiful. And I was just showing it. And then some guy comments under me because I had the uh, Mr. Chief. Yes, I bought Mr. Chief. Right. Like I had the Mr. Chief thing uh, on the armor on the chest and he's like, well, I can let, you know, the, the, the premium armor go. But you bought Mr. Chief. People like you are the reason why these people keep extracting money out of us and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, shut the hell up, man. Go crawl back into your hole and leave people alone. Like mm-hmm. this is a happy medium. We're all here to share our love for this for the for for this medium and for the games that we play, no matter where they're played and we we all enjoy it like if you if you truly enjoy all games you know uh, no matter where they're offered, despite playing primarily on the platform, then you yourself that to me is a gamer. Right. There's right. so many, you know, there's so many different definitions of that. Like what, what really, what constitutes a gamer? Hey, me, yeah, cool, man. You know, I mean, everybody thinks they're gamers, whether you're on uh, you know, you can be a gamer no matter what you play, whether it's on mobile or whatever the hell it is. But at the same time, like to be a gamer, it means you have to appreciate everything that's being offered across the spectrum. You don't have to like it. Right. right. You don't right. have to like it, but you have to appreciate what's being offered. You can't look at other. You can't look at quality titles. You can't be a PlayStation a pony and look at a game like Halo or Psychonauts or or uh Forza Five and say that game sucks. Like you're. I'm sorry. Like yeah, Get out sense. of here. You know. Like yeah. go away. You can't be an Xbox and look at games like Horizon or God of War Ragnarok or whatever and say like oh same recycled garbage. Like no, bro. No, it's not. Stop mm-hmm. it. You yeah. know. Like stop it. So, yeah, yeah, I just went on a rant, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: it was, don't apologize. That's why I got you here, bro. Oh,
3: I got you No, I here. know, man. We're trying to stay in a lot
1: of
2: time frame, man. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> You're good. You're good. Well, we are at that a lot of time frame, though. So tell me, my friend, uh, any last things you would like to touch on? You can rant again if you need to, my friend. <laughs> uh, wh- where can people find you? Where should they go for your content? Yeah. Uh, let the people know, man
3: yeah no man thank you for having me on this was awesome uh i you know I'm Far too 100%.
1: long in the making, by the way, I yeah. told him off air, I legit thought I'd had him on XCP <laughs> and I'd straight up ignored a DM from him from a year and a half ago. So embarrassing. So oh, embarrassing. You're good,
2: dude. You're good, man. I love you, man. I appreciate oh. it. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It was great. It's
3: awesome. I haven't had a one-on-one in a long time, you know, like this. So it's, it's, it's nice. It's, I, now I know why you do it. You know, like a, a, it's, it's a nice format because it's more personal you know like i mean you, oh, yeah it's just you and the other person and i really appreciate it i love it so thanks for having me on man good Heck yeah, dude. It's good good freaking show uh yeah uh you can find me on twitter uh doctor underscore moe um and uh the backlog chronicles which is uh at tbc cast uh we're live every sunday night 8 p.m uh eastern standard time and uh yeah, catch us on youtube and yeah, man, that's that's about it. You'll see me on Twitter floating around, you know, giving my takes. And I promise I don't give hot takes. <laughs> you know, so I'm just uh I just love uh talking with gamers and people and just meeting so many of uh so many people. Look at you, man. You know, I barely knew you and now we're freaking great friends.
1: Darn <laughs> just right because of video games and Twitter. <laughs> that's the best, man. It's the best. And yes, and I will say any listener, go rate Backlog Chronicles on Spotify on <laughs> iTunes. Hit, hit a that like that. on youtube not i'm i'm learning that i have to say that uh i know, bec- bec- I a, know. and it's a weird lesson to have to learn right it is a mm-hmm. strange thing to have to to keep in mind for sure but absolutely any listener please go support backlog chronicles uh go follow dr mo at dr dr Mo
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, underscore Mo over on Twitter and of course do the same for me at insipid ghost uh, and support XCP wherever you guys can get in on those giveaways would love to give you a game in February uh, and yeah. uh, real talk the person that I had a game pass code for three month game pass code it went unclaimed so if you leave a comment in the comment section of the old YouTube I will throw that there as well it's at the back of the end episode so it's only the dedicated to have this opportunity three month mm-hmm. game pass. get on, get on it, it man, man. three months. Damn. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, that's going to be it for us. Take care.